1: Now, here's your host, Rob McConnell. And welcome back, everyone. This is the Exxon. I am Rob McConnell. We're coming to you from our broadcast center and studios in Hamilton, Ontario, Canada. If you'd like to uh, send me an email, exxon at exxonradiotv.com on all social media sites, TV. And if you're looking to find the Exxon TV channel on Simul TV, you need to go to www.simultv.com. My guest this hour, explanation is Jody Cook. He is one of the most active Bigfoot researchers in the state of Ohio. Originally, he was a member of the Cincinnati UFO Research Group, ASK, but realized that his interests were more in the field of cryptozoology. Jody has been studying the Bigfoot phenomenon since 1991 and is the author of several books. He founded the Cryptid Seekers, the Ohio Center for Bigfoot Studies, and the North American Dogman Project. He is also the founder of Cryptid Seekers magazine and is a member of the American Bigfoot Society. Jody has appeared on several television programs which discuss large primates in North America, including History Channel's Monster Quest, Sci Fi Channel's Sightings and Encounters, and the Learning Channel's Top 10 Mysteries of the World. Destination America's Monsters and Mysteries in, American, in America, Ohio, Grassman, Ohio. Um, uh, and, uh, we're going to be talking to Jody this hour about, amongst other things, the North American Dogmen Project. Their website is com. And Jody, welcome to the X-Zone.
0: Hi, how you doing?
1: I'm doing great. First of all, Jody, uh, what got you interested in cryptozoology?
0: Uh, well, prior to, um, getting into the crypto stuff, mm-hmm. I, I was UFO investigator um, here in Cincinnati. We had a group called ASK, which was Scientists, or uh, Associates for Scientific Knowledge, and we had. Uh, this is when public access TV was on. This was before cable, and all that stuff. So we did a live TV show the first Wednesday of every month, mm-hmm. and we would, you know, people would call in, tell their story, and then we started getting um, some cryptic stuff coming in, like the Loveland Frogman sightings, uh, Bigfoot sightings. Dogman sightings so I decided um, Along with uh, George Clapperson to go ahead and We'll look into the you know the cryptid Stuff and It was just it was amazing just the amount Of stuff that was going on in in Ohio And I just kind of fell in love With and kind of got away from the UFO Stuff and basically stayed with The cryptid stuff for the longest time Um, And you know That's why I got Into it I mean I I love it I actually had A Bigfoot sighting um, you know myself. You know when I was in the army um, on a U.S. military base, there's three other guys with me, and you know he was like 12 feet in front of us. We didn't even see him until he moved, um, and that that kind of got me into it too. And then um, why well, was a, I was a reservist at the time, but I was a deputy sheriff, and um, I was at a seminar, and I talked with some of the deputies from another state that was there, and. and they were telling me about the story of the land between the lakes and uh, kind of fell into that, you know, and with all this stuff going on, it's just, I found it a lot more interesting than the UFO stuff because UFO stuff is kind of boring because you're like sitting outside, looking at the sky at night, waiting for stuff to happen. Mm-hmm. And this, this was a little bit more interesting.
1: Tell me what is a dog man,
0: a dog man. Eh, no one really quite knows what it is. Everybody who, who, Thinks of Dogman or, or the phenomenon, they think of a werewolf because of the way the creature looks. Mm-hmm. Uh, typical, like a, your typical Van Helsing style werewolf. It's it's a canine species that's capable of walking on two legs. So we don't quite know uh, if it is a an breed of a wolf or a domestic dog, um, or if it's just you know something totally different because they're the how can I describe this? There's different descriptions of the creature. You know, the legs on some of them are different. Some of the uh, legs are more like human. The feet are more like human. Then you have some that are more canine looking. You have some that are more bulky, like a Bigfoot, uh, but with a snout. And then you have some that are just, you know, has a snout with the high pointed ears, you know, the canine legs. You know, variations of, of the creature difference each time, you know, so... Is there more than one breed of the species? Yes we we think there's at least four
1: is it Is it possible that uh, the dogman is a love child of Sasquatch and a wolf?
0: no, you know there are definitely two different two different animals. Okay. Um, you know I, I've heard that theory before, uh, believe it or not, um, but i I don't think it's uh it, it, it's it's a totally different species because you know if you look at Native American culture. You look at a lot of different cultures, like in Europe, um, in early part of the uh, American culture and, you know, Canadian culture, uh, when the white man was coming over. That's when they were still getting a lot of sightings of this of this thing. So they don't know. Could it came from Europe? You know, could they brought it to Europe? Because, you know, the Chinese, believe it or not, the Chinese, they say they discovered America before the Vikings did. Yeah. And they said they brought Yeren's with them, which were the Bigfoot. So, you know, anything's possible. Anything's possible.
1: How frequent are dogman sightings in Ohio?
0: It, it it's not just Ohio. I mean, it's it's all over. I mean, the North American Dogman Project, you know, is all, you know, it's all North America. We we have chapters in Canada. We have chapters in Germany, the UK, um, we have about 25 uh, chapters just here in the United States. We have a little over 350 members, and we're getting reports every every day uh, coming in. I mean, so it's just not just in Ohio, uh, but in Ohio itself, uh, it's pretty frequent. We're, we're averaging about, you know, two a week just from Ohio.
1: What is the common connection between the sighting of a dogman and the location of the sighting?
0: Well, the, the thing of it is, uh, it's it's not like, you know, people think Bigfoot, it, you know, they only see him like at night. The mm-hmm. sightings when it comes to dogman, it, it varies. The, the, the sightings amount during the day and then at night are about the same. It's about a 50-50. The same thing when it comes to the environment, when the environment changed from uh, summer to winter. It, it, it's about the same. So the environment really has nothing to do with it. Um, the season has nothing to do with it. Um, they've been seen in, you know, domestic areas. Give an example uh, in Akron, Ohio there's a metro park and in that metro park they've had sightings in there. They've Even the rangers have seen them and right across the street from the uh, the metro park is a condominium hmm. and the people in the condominium have been seeing them come over and get, you know, dig in the dumpsters and get the food out of the dumpsters. People have almost hit them crossing the road. So, they know what's up there, but it hasn't bothered anyone. So they really haven't done anything, you know, about it. it, It's a strange situation in some cases.
1: Are there photographs of the dogmen that have been caught by, by people with cell phones or surveillance videos?
0: Oh yeah. Yeah. On our website, we have, um, we have a few of them just on our front page. Uh, the Jedediah Redwood forest was, is probably one of the best ones that we have. And it was a guy was out in the woods, um, just taking a stroll out there. He saw two other people off to his left. And then as he was going a little bit further, he heard a scream and he came back over and he didn't see the two other people that were there, but he saw this large canine standing there. And what he ended up doing was he had his cell phone and he took the picture of it. Right. And, um, so we, what we did was, um, one of our state reps from California is on MUFON's star team. Mm-hmm. And she has all of her equipment where she can, you know, look at a photograph and tell you everything about it. So she was able to get a hold of the witness, got a hold of his cell phone, took the original picture off. And we have the findings on there on, on our website. So what was ever there in that picture was definitely there because it was able to tell what type of uh, phone he had You know, the distance, everything. So he definitely got something. And like I said, we have a picture of it on our website.
1: Um, I've got to go for a break in about a minute from now. But uh, quickly, is the scientific community getting behind the private researchers like yourself?
0: Uh, No, (laughs) honestly, you know, uh, they're more towards the Bigfoot stuff than they are towards the dog man.
1: All right, we'll be back on the other side of this commercial break with our guest this hour, exonation, Nation Jody Cook. If you'd like to find out more about the North American Dogman Project, the website is www.northamericandogmanproject.com. Dot com, and we'll be back on the other side of this break as we continue here in the X Zone around the world on the Talkstar Radio Network, Mutual Broadcast Network, Simul Radio, Simul TV, X Zone Broadcast Network, and iHeart Radio. On the other side, don't go away. <laughs> Welcome back, everyone. Jody Cook is our special guest. His website is North american Um, Any idea, you know how one would go about live-catching a dogman to prove the existence and to find out under, under tight control uh, conditions what or who or what it, the it what? is?
0: The, the thing of it is, you know, the, the dog man, um, he, he's an apex predator. Okay. Um, he's not going to be very easy to catch. Um, the, the thing of it is when, when it comes to dog man, um, we know that like the U S forestry service has information on it. We know a lot of different States DNR, uh, has information on it. um, you know I know they're looking for them. Um, i i I've actually seen their people out in the field, you know, looking for them, so they know they it exists. I mean, they're they're monitoring our site. like our website, we can tell who who comes on our site. Mm-hmm. It, it tells us exactly. I mean we've had you know the Department of Agriculture on our site quite a few times, and they're the they're the ones that run u s. Forestry Service. We've had the Ohio DNR, we had Kentucky DNR. Um, you know, Wisconsin, Michigan has been on there. Pennsylvania's DNR has been on our site looking at it. Um, you know, we we average about um, about twenty five thousand hits a month. You know, mm-hmm. just on our site, and I mean, a lot of media outlets have been looking on our site, so they're they're monitoring what we're doing, and we're monitoring what they're doing. Uh, I, I I would not suggest to go out and try and catch one. To be honest with you, um, because I've talked to people that have shot this thing point blank and has done nothing. We even had uh, the DEA um, SWAT team ran into a group of these in Louisiana and they gave us their story. And, you know, these guys were even terrified to go up, you know, against these things. You know, I've talked to numerous counts of police officers that you know have been in contact with these things the law enforcement in America has a code name for dogman and they call it the black dog and for bigfoot they call it the black cow so that's their code name for these things so if they see one when they give the uh, information over the radio mm-hmm. they'll say black dog or black cow so uh, the media doesn't pick it up and catch it but you let know, me let me
1: ask you let me ask you something if this is such a popular event with multiple sightings. Uh, everybody apparently knowing it is there, including law enforcement, the DEA. Why Why don't we hear anything about it in the media?
0: The, the media is not going to talk about it. I why mean, not? You know, they, you know, they'll talk about Bigfoot if it's something that happens. Uh-huh. Uh, I mean... There, there has been just a few stories that came out. Uh, one in Mississippi came out. There was one that was in Louisiana that that uh, came out a couple of years ago. Um, it, it's just something that they don't want to touch. It's for some reason it, it seems like it's taboo to them. Uh, I mean, we even right, re- you know, reached out to the media and you know they don't they don't want to touch it. You know, uh, I don't know what it is. You know, with this, I'm um, you know because it's it it's it's a new cryptid. It's something that's always been here, but it's getting more and more popular um, with people. Uh, but the media just hasn't really picked up on it yet. Is it possible that the
1: reason it's becoming more popular with people is that we're, you know, it's losing its homeland because of urban development?
0: Yeah, same, yeah. Same thing with Bigfoot. You know, you know, it, it's it's a money issue you know, when when it comes to something like this. You know, it, give give an example. The land uh, the uh, laying between the lakes of Kentucky. There's some stories that came out of there. Um, give you an example on one. Um, uh, we did a documentary on um, LBL, and we had a guy come forward that was retired Kentucky fishing game, and we talked to him, verified his employment there, everything, the guy retired. He gave a deathbed confession. He was dying of cancer. In 1979, he was fishing down there. He was still a member of, of the uh, Kentucky Fishing Game. In 1979, he was fishing um, about 4.30 in the morning, about 7, 7.30 in the morning. He's, you know, decided to go back, you know, come back in. So he's going along the um, shoreline, and he gets up to one point, and he sees a tent, and he sees a pickup truck, and, you know, where people are camping there, and then a little bit over, he sees something mm-hmm. that he thought was a horse. He said there was a fog... And this was like in October. Um, so there was a fog there and he thought it was a horse. And then he said it, this thing stood up on two legs. And as he's getting closer, he's able to see what it looks like. And he describes it, you know, um, as, you know, a, a muscular body, uh, like a dog. The arms were like a human. He said the head and the snout uh, was like a hyena. It had high pointed ears. He said it had like a mange, like a like a lion almost on it. And he said at the time, two people are coming out of the tent. And he's yelling at the people to look over there at this thing. And they're looking at him and waving, thinking they're trying to talk to him. And he said this thing passed them, And he said he watched this thing kill two people.
1: Okay, now hold and, on here. I'm an ex-cop, you're an ex-cop, right? Right. Would there not be a report that goes along with this somewhere?
0: No. Why
1: no. not? Why not? Come on. Come on.
0: Well, now. I'm. let I'm, me I'm, I'm tell you. Look. It's, it's a money issue uh, with the park. If you have a park, you know, a national park, and there's a monster running around in a park killing people, people aren't going to come there. But what about that's the two? What about losing the, revenue.
1: What about the two people who were murdered, allegedly murdered, because there's no right. proof that a murder actually took place? Correct. But what about, if they were murdered, what about the members of their family? What do you say? They just drowned when they went camping?
0: Well, you don't know. See, the thing of it is, he didn't work at LBL, but he worked for the state, you know, wildlife. Mm-hmm. And he checked. He, he checked to find out if there was a, you know, if it came under, uh-huh. a, a, you know, a bear attack or if it came under, you know, whatever. And he said to people, he talked to people, nothing. No one knew anything about a the death there. He said that campsite was completely cleaned up so that he knows somebody knew what was going on because the campsite was cleaned up. And they sat there and put trees up in the area where the campsite was on the shoreline they totally just made it look completely different to what it was <clears throat> you know and there's another story about a whole family well can we, ju- can, we just, can we just can we just
1: go out. back to this story for a second did mm-hmm. anybody who's investigating the allegations did anybody check the missing persons to see if anything fit in that time frame in that area with local law enforcement or state law yeah. enforcement
0: oh yeah we we did and? we went back to archives and looked in the um, you know in the archives and newspapers yeah death certificates, we found nothing that took place in 1979 in that area, in that park.
1: Is, is it possible that the witness was mistaken?
0: Oh, no, no. Why not? No, it, it, I, I, don't, I don't believe he was mistaken because he stated, he goes, everybody who worked for mm-hmm. the fishing gang knew what was going on in that park. They knew there was an animal in that park. So what was they, the
1: what were the comments from Fish and Game to these allegations?
0: Fish and games, you know, they said yeah, the guy worked there, but you know, they, they said they have no idea how anything took place. He said he didn't mm-hmm. report anything. And then when we when we asked the guy, he said, you know, I, I specifically asked him, Why didn't you report this? And he sat there and said, You don't do that. Because you you don't. He said, I would have lost my job or you know, they could have killed me off. It could have been anything. He said, I had a hundred things going through my mind. You know, and he said, I did check into it. I did look and see if there's somebody, you know, if anything happened um, with the death in that park. I asked around, I talked and, you know, he said nothing. Nothing came up, you know, and he said he kept this for all these years. And then when he you was dying of cancer, you know, he didn't want to go to heaven, you know, with this burden on him. So he wanted to tell someone, you know, it, but like you said, we, we verify the guy's employment. through. Right. His w2s through you know uh, pay stubs uh-huh. through his retirement information we know he did work there we, we, we have verification so but he was witness we can't to verify the story
1: that right so he allegedly is a witness to a homicide and he wants to give a deathbed confession because he wants to go to heaven does that yeah, make it, sense it, to you it doesn't make no, sense it, to it,
0: me it, it doesn't but you know think Things have stranger, you know, stranger things have happened. Uh-huh. But, you know, when, but when it comes to it, it's like this. OK, there's another story that came out of LBL where this whole family got massacred by the creature. Mm-hmm. OK, I talked to about seven different Kentucky police officers right. who stated that they were there when that incident happened on the cleanup and that they, it, it, it happened. We, they all took me to the same location and this is, this is through, you know, a, a span from 1987 to just last year, talking to seven different people, going to that park, and every single one of them took me to the same location where it allegedly happened. But if they're not willing to come on camera mm-hmm. and tell their story, you know, it, it doesn't mean anything to me. That's but right. The, part of the other problem is when you look in the field of cryptozoology, ufology, you know, the paranormal – You know human testimony doesn't mean crap okay human testimony is only good enough to put somebody in prison you know or put them to you know uh on death row you know there you know there's more people sitting in prison right now because of Mm -hmm. circumstantial evidence than there is you know actual you know proof
1: all right stand by we've got to take our break we'll be back on the other side of the news as we continue here in the XO from our broadcast center and studios in hamilton ontario canada The current edition of the (laughs) X-Chronicles newspaper is still available online with our compliments at www.xchroniclesnewspaper.com. And for all the listings on the Exxon TV channel, visit Simultv at www.simultv.com. Explanation, Jody Cook is our guest, uh, www.northamericandogmanproject.com. Jody, it concerns me that if these allegations are true, that people who are entrusted to serve and protect are lying through their teeth, and they're turning We're, a blind eye to, to injustices just to protect their own asses.
0: Given, they're, they're, I talked to a ranger mm-hmm. up in uh, Vancouver Uh, that works for a national park up there. And he told me, you know, they know they're in the park where he's at. They know they have killed people in that park. He knows there's teams that come in and cleans the area up. He says, we have AR-15s that we keep in our, you know, um, our little cabin where where we stay at. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, and we're there most of the time. It's just one of us. And he goes, we don't go out. We don't go out. You know, unless we have, our, you know, one of these weapons with us. Uh, but, I mean, that's, you know, it's, it's just not here in the United States. It's in Canada, too. You know, where we're, t- you know, talking to people who work at these parks and say, yeah, they, they've killed people up there. They know they've had teams come in and clean, you know, clean the area up and no one ever hears about it. You know, when it comes to a dog man attack or killing, you know, it could be easily played off as a bear attack. Right. Because the tracks are somewhat similar. Mm-hmm the scratch marks the bite marks are probably similar so they can easily say it was you know a bear attack and that was and, and people are going to buy it
1: right but are yeah. they saying that or are they just neglecting to say anything at all like the five police officers who brought you to a scene or seven police officers that brought mm-hmm. you to a scene the game warden who alleges allegedly saw this creature kill two people and he did nothing about it um it, Something does not ring right with these kind of stories.
0: It, it, it doesn't, and and that's the thing. You know, you can, you can, you can only take what they're telling you. You know, in in this field, just like any other field, you have to have facts. Okay, mm-hmm. you have to have facts on everything. Um, you know, when when people tell you a story or tell you about a sighting, you know, it, you, you take the information down. You know, and that that's the only thing you can do. You know, it, it, there's there's no, you know, facts checking on a lot of a lot of the stuff that you get, even though if it's from military, if it's from law enforcement, you know, or somebody's grandmother, you know, you you just can't fact check it. You know, um,
1: so if it can't be fact checked, why put it up anywhere and let the let the public see it if it's not fact checked?
0: It, it, it's not that it's that it, it, you're 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 giving out information, you're giving out a story, okay, um, it, it's like giving, you know, 411, the guy, uh, uh, Pilates, that writes, the, you know, the 411, you know, a lot of his stuff, you know, people think, you know, when you read the book, you know, all these sightings are because of, you know, Bigfoot, UFOs, you know, mm-hmm. um, Dogman or whatever, and, and they read into it, and, and in reality, it has nothing to do with any of those. Because all what he, he's doing is taking where all these sightings are taking place, you know, and he's taking missing people and, and see are they matched in that area. You know, so you, that's what the, he's using for a facts check. But in our field, we can't do that. You know, it, it's just a story that comes in, someone gives a report, you know, and you put it out. You you it you let the people decide if if they think it's real or not. But if you're disseminating
1: you know? information, the responsibility is to you, as a person who is posting it, to make sure that it's been authenticated to the best of your ability before you put it up.
0: Well, some of the stuff is we we do that with a lot of the stuff. But mm-hmm. like I said, when someone gives a story, right, sends us a story, what we do, we go on our site, we we put it in you know in our little area on our map saying. This particular area, this is a siding, and this is their story in this area. Okay, it's it's for the people to read. It's for the people to decide. You know, it's it's a whole thing. I mean, if you're getting information, mm-hmm. okay, and you're not going to release it because you can't do fact check on it. Right. I mean, what's what's the point of doing it? What's the point of doing it? The point. The point is. The point is. I understand what you're trying to say, but you know, but the thing is it what, is, what you're trying to make it sound like is that you know we're misleading people or we're trying to put people off you know on, on something and that's not what it is i mean MUFON does does every other every oh, organization i agree
1: does i i agree and uh, you know this is one of my biggest bones of contention when it comes to anything within the paranormal uh, you know if it, there are so many people who think that if they if they see it on the internet it has to be true
0: no and, it's it's not you don't i don't believe crap that's on you know right. you know facebook or yeah. anything like that because the problem is with a lot of this stuff, it's so hard to fact check. Mm-hmm. But when you're getting information, all you're doing is taking that information, you're putting it on, you know, on a piece of paper, and you're seeing if you had if it coincides with anything else in the area, right. if there's a pattern, and then, and that's how you do it. And okay. Then you put the information out to the people, and you let the people to be the judge and decide. You but, know, all if, right. In the in the, po- in the
1: postings it, in the postings that that your organization does. Um, for example, the story of the game warden where he, where, he, where he makes allegations that he saw this creature kill two people or where the seven mm. police officers brought you to an alleged crime scene. Is this information put out to the public?
0: Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I mean, we, we put it in a documentary and we, we talked about it, but, but we were being objective about it. We're not saying, people, this is 100% fact. We're believing everything that we're told because we are not the only researcher. Mm-hmm. out there in, in, in the field of dog man that that's dealing with this thing, you know, are dealing with people coming in and telling right. stories. There's, you know, with law enforcement coming to them, too, about a story. Mm-hmm. You know, we just you know, we can't verify it. But the thing with it is you're just putting the information out and you're letting the people be the judge. You're letting them decide, you know, if they want to sit there and believe it or not. And we sit there and we tell them, it, you know, this is not our opinion. This is just information that was given to us and we're sharing it. All right, uh, it, it, It's up to you to decide if, if you think it's real.
1: What do we know about the the lifestyle or the habitation or the... Um, what do we know about the dogmen?
0: The, the thing that most people who research it, what we find out, we know it's an apex predator. When we say apex predator... Not just because it attacks people, mm-hmm. uh, because it attacks the animals, too. Here in Ohio, um, there's an area called Germantown, and they have a legend up there they call the Germantown werewolf, which is, you know, this this creature here. And prior to that, it was called the Butter Street Monster, and this was back in the 70s. Well, we talked with a lot of the uh, farmers who said, yeah, I mean, they've seen this thing. It's ran off with chickens, it ran off with, you know, whatever— animal that were there they had i mean we found cows in you know out in areas that they shouldn't have been in that were you know killed and eaten on you know uh in in one particular area these cows where they were could not have got there because there's a small river that they would have to go down a seven foot embankment go across four feet of water and then go up another seven feet to get there totally impossible for a cow to do so something had to get these cows and these dogs and these dares and these other animals mm-hmm. that were in these this area that you know this feeding area to that area now we've got tracks that we've got out of there very big tracks beautiful tracks that we've gotten out of there and um the police department in the area they built the facility right there smack dab in the middle of the woods and they got cameras all over the place monitoring this area. And they have signs letting you know this is a controlled area.
1: And what you have know, the police found out through their investigation into this,
0: they, this phenomenon? They, no, the police said, well, it's a training facility. No, okay. it's not a training facility because if it was a training facility, it would be set up like a training facility. It's two buildings that look out to where, where it's high enough where they're able to look out, you know, out, out of surrounding area and they have cameras that are set up all over the area up there. Uh, I mean, it's just, it, I mean, it's just a bunch of bull with them saying it's a training area. They're there. I mean, there's just no way you would do a training area in this particular area, you know, for a department of only six people, you know? So, you know, like I said, we've got tracks out of this area. We got pictures, you know, of very large dogs that were killed, Mm -hmm. you know, um, you know, I'm a hunter. I'm sure you're a hunter. Nope. You know, you, you okay? But I, have you ever seen a poached deer before? Where nope. someone poached a deer? Nope. Okay. Well, when when people poach a deer, it's a particular way they do it. Okay. But we're finding dares where the hides have been tore tore all the way from the back, going all the way over the head, and then you can see where it's been eating eaten on. You know, a poacher you can tell where it's been cut and you know shaved and all that other stuff. These things were just, I mean, I've never seen anything the way it was done, you know, to these deers. And the dogs that were fine are the same way, where the hides were ripped from the complete back of the dog completely over the head. And it's the same thing with the cows, you know. So there's something doing this. And the police, uh, you know, the Jefferson Township Police Department, they know what's there. Otherwise, they wouldn't be up there. And these animals could not have gotten to this area you know, I mean, it's it's hard, you know, I, I, I sit twenty years in the Army, you know, and I'm a combat veteran. I was in Iraq, and it was okay. hard for me to get down here and go across the river and climb up there, let alone a cow, but something was able to get him over there.
1: All right, stand but, by, we've got to take our final break. Exonation Jody Cook is our guest this hour. Uh, the website is www dot North American Dogman project. that's www dot northamericandogmanproject.com and uh, we'll be back as we wrap up this hour here in the X-Zone from our broadcast center in Hamilton, Ontario Canada. Don't forget if you'd like to uh, buy any of the great merchandise we have for sale at the X-Zone store www.thexzonestore.com I'm Rob McConnell this is the X-Zone we'll be back, don't go away Welcome back, everyone. Uh, Jody Cook is our special guest to this hour. And uh, Jody is one of the most active Bigfoot researchers in the state of Ohio. Originally, he was a member of the Cincinnati UFO Research Group, ASK, but realized that his interests were more in the field of cryptozoology. Jody has been studying the Bigfoot phenomenon since 1991 and is the author of several uh, books. He founded the The Cryptid Seekers, the Ohio Center for Bigfoot Studies and the North American Dogmen Project. He is also the founder of Cryptid Seekers magazine. And uh Jody, um before we went to the commercial break, you were telling us about some of the animals that had been found and you were telling us how the how the fur had been separated from the skin going from the back to the front. Um were these Uh, remains sent to a veterinarian pathology center to get an opinion as to what the cause of death was?
0: We took pictures of, like you said, when we're on a the phone, we find we took pictures of everything. Right. Okay, and we actually, you know, contacted the police. Okay, Uh, that was the first thing we did to get their response. They said, oh, it's it's poaching, Mm -hmm. you know, and no, you know, um, I've seen poached. Uh, you know, poached animals before. Uh, one of the guys on the team, he's an avid hunter, okay? And he's seen poaching mm-hmm. and stuff. And there's a particular, you know, when, when someone poaches a deer, they get in there quick and they get out. Right. There's one particular thing that they're getting and You can normally tell. And this, this isn't. Um, I took it to, we did take it to a veterinarian and had a veterinarian look at it. And from the pictures, you know, they really couldn't tell what could have done it. Only thing they can say it was—it's it, unusual the way, you know, the hide's being torn from the back all the way up to cover where it's covering the head of the animal, um, and and that's it. But they can't determine, you know, from a picture what did it. You know, they—you can see where it was eaten on, right? And all they can say, you know, predators could have been coyotes. You know, it could it could have been you know um, cougars. You know, we have, you know, we got cougar in Ohio, you know, we got coyotes, we got coy dogs. Right. It could have been, it could have been that, which it very well could have been, you know, but what we're going by is, you know, we're getting, we're finding evidence of something taking place. There's a legend in the area. We have witnesses that have seen it. We're finding tracks, you know, very large tracks like one particular, um, we have a picture on our, our site of, of one of the uh, tracks that we got out of Germantown. And we made a cast of it, and we have it next to a 250-pound black bear cast. And this thing dwarfs a 250-pound black bear cast mm-hmm. footprint. And this is one that came out of Germantown. Four toes. It, it looked like a bear. It, it, honest to God, it looks like a bear. And I even showed my game warden you know, that lives in, you know, my area here. Um, And I talk to him all the time trying to get information, but he, you know, he laughs about it. He won't tell nobody, but you know, he said, you know, it it looks like a bear, but one thing he did say that if that was, if that was a bear, you're looking at a six to 700 pound bear. You're looking at something the size of a grizzly bear. The largest black bear that came out of Ohio was just under 300 pounds. Okay, was the let, largest one they got on record. All right, so okay. l-
1: let me just give you this example. You and other researchers say that there is a Bigfoot. Nobody mm-hmm. has seen Bigfoot. Or, or, you know, many people have never seen a Bigfoot. There are those who claim right. to have had the experience. So what is it possible that there is another animal out there that um you know, could be responsible for this, that it has nothing to do with a dog man.
0: You mean like a domestic animal?
1: Uh, a domestic animal or an animal like Bigfoot that has not been discovered as of yet.
0: Oh, any, yeah, anything's possible. I, you know, and, and I'm very open-minded to mm-hmm. that. You know, um, we live in a very, very strange world where, you know, we're finding new species every day. Yeah. You know, so... You know, could could Bigfoot do something? Bigfoot could do this. I mean, you know, we've got tons of Bigfoot sightings in Ohio. You know, it could be another type of predator mm-hmm. that's out there that no one knows about. No one was able to see. You know, uh, it, it, any anything's possible. Anything is possible. You know, for all we know, that dog man, I mean, he, he could be as gen- gentle as, you know, a domestic dog. And he's getting a bad rap because there's another predator out there doing it you know that's similar looking to he you know to what he is you know so i mean we just don't know
1: has there been any communication made with a dogman
0: communication as far as talking or
1: C- communication contact? talking uh, caught talking uh, verbally hand signals tele- uh, telepathically any any uh, kind of way
0: uh, there there's a couple stories that we've got where people have claimed that they were talking to them, mm-hmm. uh, through their mind. Um, we actually have one where, um, this young woman said it was speaking like broken English
1: mm-hmm.
0: to them. You know, the, the thing about dog man, which was, is really interesting is, you know, uh, not only, you know, is, is community really excited and, and really into this move on, is very much into the dogman phenomenon. They actually think that it could be some type of alien species.
1: Mm-hmm. Well, MUFON yeah. also believes that um, Malaysian Airlines Flight 370 was abducted by by a UFO, and that's why it's never been found. So when it comes to credibility, MUFON and uh, the majority of well, people...
0: Well, CNN even said it, so...
1: Well, hey, CNN, <laughs> it's, there, there it's you go. Gotta there. got to be legitimate. Oh, yeah, right. <laughs> Uh huh.
0: If CNN said it, it's got to be legitimate. Yeah. So, yeah, and 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 I understand that. You know, um, you know, you know, er, conspiracy theories. You know, they 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 fly big on on everything. Mm -hmm. You know, um, I mean, I I talked I talked to prior military people who have told me, you know, that they know for a fact that there is an alien species out there that is canine and they, and we have been in contact with them. Uh, um, now are we talking I,
1: I, alien from another country, not indigenous to the United States? Or are we talking from outer space,
0: from outer space, from another dimension, another uh-huh. galaxy. Oh yeah. Yeah. Um, I, I, I talked with a guy who's uh, former special operations and he told me this story that, mm-hmm. um, he, you know, they, they had they had a group of them and they were so dangerous that they would not even keep them in the United States. They kept them in a facility in South America. Wow. And they, they were able to get out of this facility. They killed the people in the facility. They had to go and respond to clean it up. Mm-hmm. And he said these things, they, they were, you know, they were wolves, but they had like human bodies. But they wore like a type of uh, like an armor um but he said they were extremely intelligent but they had no common sense they, they they weren't problem solvers when it came to things but they were able to to kill them you know and clean the area up. now and that was one story another story was from a afghanistan that that was um in kandahar valley and they were on patrol and they were looking for the insurgents, and they broke off into two-man teams. And he said they came uh, upon, you know, two of them that killed three insurgents. And they saw them actually kill one of them because one of the insurgents, or two of the insurgents were already dead, but the one wasn't. But, and what made these cases very similar, the first, when I told the first story plenty of times, Mm -hmm. I never told about the story where the guy told me that they had a sword that they had, you know, like attached to their back, and the sword was what they call like a pharaoh sword, which is kind of like a sickle, which is very uh, what they use like um, in Egypt. Okay, and the soldier in Afghanistan said that he, they had that weapon, and that's what they used to kill this one insurgent. But they also had like some type of rifle with them. And he saw them, they saw him do it. And, you know, I mean, is the story legitimate? I don't know. I mean, these, these two military people, they tell you the story, you know, you, you, you hope, you know, that your brothers are, are telling you the truth, you know, but and, you, there's, you and it there's, what it is. And
1: there's no pictures to, to collaborate these claims. No,
0: no, there, there's, there's no evidence. There, yeah. There's no circumstantial evidence other than word of mouth. That these particular cases happen. Okay, uh, but quickly, I've not even posted those mm-hmm. on our face, our, our our website. because All right, they're just so far out there. Okay,
1: I've got about I've got about uh, thirty seconds, and I just like you to respond to this. Um, uh, upright dogs that were seen on the Skin uh, Skinwalker Ranch wearing trench coats and smoking cigarettes.
0: You know what? I I, I think the Skinwalker Ranch is a bunch of malarkey. And I don't even fool with it. I don't think there's anything there. I think, it, you know, it's just a rich guy, Bigelow. You know, he's pouring money into that place mm-hmm. and they're getting not, you know, as far as I know, they're getting nothing out of it. You know, they're not letting anybody go on there and look, you know, uh, Mufon star teams, the only people allowed on that property other than Bigelow's, you know, um, quick response team that he has. And, and that's it. Oh, no. You know, so I, I I don't I don't worry about it. I think it's a bunch of bull.
1: Hey Jody, great talking to you. Thanks very much for joining us tonight. And Exo Nation, if you'd like more information about the um, North American Dogman Project, visit www. Let's try that again. Thanks, Rick. www.northamericandogmanproject.com. I'll be back on the other side of this commercial break with the news at six and a half minutes past the top of the hour as the exome continues with yours truly, Rob McConnell, from our broadcast center and studios in Hamilton, Ontario, Canada. I'll be back. Don't go away.